You know, it's time to have an episode that is really dedicated to you guys, the traveler. This is an episode where I want you to reflect. I want you to reevaluate what it is that you're doing. And I want you to reconsider all the wonderful reasons why you are traveling. And I want you to make the most out of travel. You have made this decision to be a traveling healthcare professional. And today we're going to talk about how to make the absolute most out of it. We've talked about a lot of things and kind of around some things up to now. But today I want to put it together and we're going to make the most out of being a traveler, which is not what it's called to make the most out of travel. But that's what we're going to talk about today on Travel Evolved. It's Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Welcome, everyone. I'm excited about this one because this is, you know, this episode is, is I wanted to have it relatively early on. I believe I called this episode like Drink the Wine and some other, other things I've done. Um, but to me, this is more than just about you know, the things we talked about in that episode. I want to incorporate more, 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 more. That's my whole thing today. And so this episode I felt was really important to kind of get out there. This is a selfish episode for you guys only because this is an opportunity for you to really, again, the whole point of Travel Evolved isn't just about money. It's not always about beating up, you know, agencies and recruiters and, you know, hospitals or anything else. I know it feels like that. I know you guys love that part of me because you guys tell me about it on a daily basis almost. Thank you for beating up everybody. I know that you guys love it, but there's a lot of people out there that don't like it so much. Um, but anyway, it's this one is I want to just kind of step back for a minute. We've been, you know, this is our 21st episode and so we've knocked out quite a few. We really are starting to just I guess really begin the outer layers of the onion so to speak and we just are getting some of the nuts and bolts on. I got a bunch more that are really important coming up for sure, uh, that really kind of lay the groundwork. So again, the idea is that I got to lay this foundation for you guys. And listen, I can't, like I've always said, I can't always talk intelligently about what happens on your end, what happens at the facilities. This, this wrinkle, it's the one wrinkle I'm good at. And that is I really can talk intelligently about what happens behind the scenes at an agency and what you guys have stacked against you that you are you don't know and i don't mean to sound so cryptic and negative all the time but let me tell you something if you're a traveler it's pretty negative i I'm, it doesn't no one sits there in any office in any agency and says hey how can we screw a traveler out of out of money today that's really not what they're doing i know that a lot of my counterparts and people that watch me that are not my best of friends Think if that's what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that. It just happens to be that that's the eventual, inevitable 
result is they are still a business and their whole objective still is to figure out how it is they can make more money. It's not intentionally out of your pocket, but there's no other place it comes from. So really it is. I mean, again, there's, I don't think there's a lot of evil people who are, you know, CEOs and vice presidents and recruiters and companies. As much as you guys want to think that I feel that way, I don't really think that. I think that there are people that are motivated by self-interest like we all are. You guys are too. Facilities are too. We talked about this a couple of episodes ago. But that does, in fact, mean that sometimes you got to worry about yourself. And that's what agencies do. They worry about themselves. And unfortunately, you guys are the ones who are where the majority of the money can come from, right? Us agencies can't dictate to facilities or to vendors how much you sh- they should be, what the market share is, to, in other words, what the bill rate is. But what they can say is, here's our barrel rate. How much can we keep and how much should we give to the traveler in order to keep them happy? So that's the fact. And oftentimes it does mean that in a roundabout way, and I'm gonna, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll ease off a little today. In a roundabout kind of way, it does mean that it comes out of your pocket and maybe it's not intentional. Let's, let's leave it at that. It may not be intentional. It's intentional they make money, but I don't think anyone's out there truly saying, I want to get you guys. How's that? How's that for, I guess, me backing off a little bit on today's episode? <laughs> so I just backed off. But today we really are going to talk about all the wonderful things that I want you guys to focus on. This is why I created this this series. I mean, I could have just done a series, as you guys know, just talking about money and how agencies and, and to warn you all those things. What I'm being told is, Again, it's 22 years of experience and 22 years of talking to you guys and people that have retired and gotten out of travel years and years ago. So that's what I'm also bringing to the table. It's not just 22 years of, of you know, the numbers and the, you know, the, the agency side of things. It's 22 years of real solid communication with real travelers and watching that change over the years. So I bring that to the table. I'm not, I was never been a guy who just sits behind a desk and lets other people talk to folks. You guys know that about me. Many of you have talked to me. A lot of you have talked to me. So I'm incredibly hands-on, and, I, and that's important to me that I understand the pulse of what's going on there with you guys. Because I think, like I've always said, you guys drive this entire industry. So understanding that's really important to me. And today we're going to talk about how, again, I kind of got off topic there, but what I was getting at was that this series is meant to be the culmination of everything that is great and can be and could be and should be and hopefully will be great about being a traveler. And in order for that to happen, you've got to evolve your travel game. And I'm hoping and I'm being told that it's not just the numbers. And today is one of those things that this is really, again, I want you to have some good self-reflection, some self-interest on today's episode. We're going to try to make the most out of travel. And I could have saying, you know, make the most of being a traveling healthcare professional, but I got to keep these titles kind of short so they fit on the, the podcast and on the YouTube and everything else. So um, that's what we're going to talk about today. First and foremost, as always, man, I am. This last week, we had a huge boom and an increase in, uh, I guess, not subscriptions. What's the word I'm looking for? Is it subscriptions? I can, my brain is mush today. It's by the way, it's nighttime. In case you can't tell, it's really late, and I've had a, an incredibly wild day, so I'm a little mush. But um, a lot of is that the I can't even think of the word. A lot of uh, subscriptions to both the podcast and the YouTube channel this week. I don't know what it was. We didn't do anything different. 
Um, but for whatever reason, there's been a ton of people that have started to, to check us out. I'm hoping it's because I implored everybody, and I have been a lot, to say, please share this information. If you see somebody who's struggling or someone that just you think needs to help this, or you're talking to somebody and you like this, I really would appreciate letting other people know. I want to build this audience. I mean, I want to have a lot more people listening to me, and that's just the facts. I mean, so I'm just being candid. It's one thing to do a podcast, but it's really cool to see I know on my platform that we actually host this on, which I believe is Anchor, I'll give them a plug. It's really easy. They, they do a good job of making podcasts easier. If you're thinking about doing one, I would urge you to do that. And there's no, by the way, I did not make a, a couple of bucks by saying that at all. It's, there's no sponsorship on Travel Evolved. But it is easy. I can see, by the way, um, I guess a lot of different details behind all the different you know, subscriptions and people that are, are, are you know, hitting the bell on YouTube and everything else. And it's it's kind of cool because the audience that's listening to me they give you, they give you basically a, a general best guess as to how many people that you have actually listened to you at any given point, and it's 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 substantial, which is kind of cool. If these were live, I'd be nervous, but since they're not, I can be a lot more cool and laid back. But I'm never going to do one of these lives because it would actually scare me to actually do something like that in front of that many people. But because it's recorded, I can be a little more comfortable with it. So thank you guys for that. I think it has a lot to do with you guys actually going out there and sharing this information. The one thing I think would be cool, I think I see a lot of things on Facebook, especially where people are asking specific questions that we've already covered in Travel Evolved. And typically what you can do if you're on your phone and you subscribe to us on a YouTube channel or podcast, you can actually go there and say, hey, here's a link to this knucklehead and here's what he's talking about very specifically about margins supply and demand you know you name it about communication being key our first episode i mean there's all kinds of things you could share and i would appreciate if you guys did that so okay enough self-plugging at this point here's what i've always said and i want to repeat it again and i, I know i don't want this episode to be redundant because i want it to be a culmination of a lot of things we've said so far this is your career don't lose sight of that. You guys are the ones that made the gutsy, gutsy move to say, I'm going to take my healthcare career and I'm going to take it on the road and I'm going to risk everything. I'm going to go after some more bucks. I'm going to go after some more different locations, things that are important to me. But what I am going to do is I'm going to leave my career and my tenure and my, you know, my seniority or whatever you want to call it. And I'm going to leave that facility or the facilities I've been working with in my hometown, and I'm going to do this on the road. That is gutsy, and I absolutely applaud you for doing that. And you guys should get more recognition because that is that is not easy to do. And if you're in IT, if you know some of the people have done something like that, I know people that have done that in their IT world or in accounting. I know some legal, some uh, some lawyers who are young that have actually done that uh, on a legal standpoint. Yes, it exists. It's gutsy. So you guys should first and foremost. Take a, take a moment and say, you know what? I got a lot of you-know-whats. I went ahead and did that. I have the guts that I took my career and said, I'm going to put it on the line. I'm not going to have a job in at least 13 weeks. And we all know from episodes already that that's kind of baloney. You actually don't have a job at all tomorrow if something goes wrong. That's really admirable. I understand that you guys are potentially, many of you have said, you're, you're chasing dollars. I said a few episodes ago, don't let that deter from the fact. It doesn't take away who you are. It doesn't take away that you still want to give the community. It doesn't take away the fact that you still have admirable reasons for doing what it is that you do. It's just now that you're going to get paid a little bit more because you can and you should. So remember, this is your career now. So as we're going into today's episode, remember that every single thing about this and what's important to you to make the most out of, you know, out of your travel and out of your travel career is that this is your choice. Everything is your choice. 
And for some of you, you guys really are great at that. You won't you won't settle for anything other than what you want. And I love those of you that do that. Those of you that don't, you gotta you gotta step up and evolve your game a little bit because I've always said, you guys are in control. So for those of you that maybe a little, you know, not don't have a big enough voice or a little shy, and maybe or maybe who knows, maybe let somebody talk into something because it makes sense. You gotta stop. This is your career. Have the intestinal fortitude to say, no, I want this. Learn about whether or not this has marketability, whether or not what you're looking for, whether it be a location or money, is reasonable and actually exists. If it does, then go for it and don't settle for anything other than exactly what it is that you want. So today, remember that. This is your career. This is not a recruiter who's your best buddy's career. This is not some vice president who you know you think likes you and really cares about you. It's not his or her career. It's your career. And you are always going to change what's important to you. Every day something changes, whether it's something happens personal in your life or the economy changes or the seasonality changes or just your desire, what you want to do with this traveling healthcare professional career of yours changes by the minute sometimes. So when I talk to people, it's like, well, what do you want to do next? Well, I don't know. I just want to make money. Well, no, there's more to it than that. What, what does that mean to you? So let's talk about the money. It's the big one, and obviously it's the big one right now. There is a ton of money to be made out there. It always has been. Yeah, I've been around long enough to remember there's been times when the money wasn't there, and a lot of you who are senior like me remember some of those time frames. I'm talking, you know, maybe 2008, 2009, you know, late, I guess, 2000, 1999. That's when I got into the industry-ish. Um, but definitely in 2007, 2008, 2009, even 2010, the economy was terrible. And what happened was a lot of people stopped traveling. Hospitals, they were going back because their spouse, their husband, or their wife lost their position. So they said, we gotta, I got to get benefits. I got to go back to my home hospital, my home facility. And it kind of created a little bit of a vacuum. And jobs were very low paying. There weren't that many of them out there. And most of the, the veteran travelers in all walks of life kind of went back and stayed home. It's the only time I've really seen it. It's the worst five-year period, which, by the way, many of us thought two years, three years, tops, five years, easy, where it really kind of changed. So right now, not the case, clearly. There is a lot of money to be made. So here's the first thing I want to talk about. And I don't want you guys to be ashamed of talking about this, and that's why we're going to have a candid conversation. Like I said, I always say, you're not going to not like the answer. Chase the money. I mean, honestly, chase the money. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying money over patient care. Not even close. I, I, there may be some people out there that feel that way. Okay, I, I'm not going to argue with that. I'm not going to you know, defend that or, or object to that. It's their personal decision. What I'm saying is that money is important. Unfortunately, I don't know a lot of people that go into their career hoping that they just don't. I, mean, I don't care if you're teaching you know, children or you're, you know, who knows what it is you're doing. You still want to make the most you can at the career of your choice. And that doesn't not apply to you guys just because you are trying to help people. You guys are wonderful at that. Some of you are so wonderful you forget about yourselves. I think most travelers have kind of gotten to the point where they're like, okay, enough. I'm going to take care of me now. And I love that about this niche in healthcare is that most of you guys get it, that you can still be a patient advocate you can still be absolutely you know advocacy of all the things for your patients and your community and your facility 
and you can still chase money too. It's not, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. You can't have one and not have the other. You can have both. So the money part is an important aspect of this. And I, I've always said, I don't know why you would choose an assignment with one vendor, one agency. Sorry, I almost slipped there and said something wrong. With an agency that pays the significantly less than, than another agency at the exact same facility at the exact same job. It just doesn't make sense. I'm trying to say this out loud so that you guys start holding agencies accountable and say, listen, XYZ company, why does ABC company have the same job? It's exactly the same thing. It's a 12-hour night, whatever position at this facility. I can tell it's the exact same job. Why are you paying $75, $100, $300 less than this other company? Give me an answer, and I will, I will consider going with you. But right now, it makes no sense to go with you when this company is paying that much more for the same exact job. Maybe if the companies, I, I, I don't even want to go through any potential reasons because I can't really think of any legitimate ones, except for maybe the company just was formed yesterday and you don't know who they are. But other than that, I mean, I can't even imagine that. I still would take the, for 300 bucks a week, I'm rolling the dice. I'm going to give them a chance because who knows? It, just, it doesn't make sense. That's a lot of money over the course of 13 weeks. So number one is don't be embarrassed or ashamed that you want to make money. And I don't think most of you guys listening to me are, and thank you for not being. Let's just be done with that conversation then because that is part of this career. You have chosen to take all these risks because you want the reward of that money because we all know it's not guaranteed. Let's start with that. Lots of things can happen, and we've already talked about this in previous episodes, and we'll continue to talk about it. You can be canceled. You can make mistakes on housing. You can be screwed completely over by a company or a facility that takes you, and next thing you know, you get there, and you don't even, I heard this, you don't even, I, they didn't even know I was coming. They were canceled, or I got told to come, and my, my, uh, my credentialing and my drug test wasn't back yet. I heard that. So there are all kinds of things that happen. I understand that. Most of us do. So... When people are beating you up at the facility or saying, well, you make all kinds of money, the answer is, yeah, but do you know the risks they take? And you could take them too. Why don't you? Oh, because you like your comfortable job. You like not having to take those risks, so you're not willing to. That's totally your decision, but I am willing to, and I have no shame in the money I'm making. I seem angry tonight. I don't mean to sound angry. I'm not angry. I'm actually passionate about this. I think the most thing I'm passionate about is if you guys start telling companies that are low-balling you on rates that you're going to go to work for another company for the exact same position at the same facility, that recruiter's going to lose money because they all work on commission of some sort, basis, or shape, or form. And if you tell the recruiter, I don't want to work with you, it's not your fault, you may be a great guy or gal, but I'm going to go with this company because they're paying me more, you need to go to your whoever the power is that be that, that sets your rates and sets your margin and tell them I'm not going to work for you and they're either going to have to lower their margins and increase your pay rate or they're going to eventually not have as many travelers working for them and they're going to have to either figure out what they're going to do, which would mean they're going to lower their margin and increase your pay rate. You guys can change this industry. So making the most out of travel starts, in my opinion, and could almost finish. We almost do the whole episode on just that money aspect. It just doesn't make sense. I don't mean to keep harping on it, but I mean, really and truly, I want someone to respond back or put a note in the bottom of this YouTube channel as to why it would be that you would take an assignment with a company that pays $200 less for the exact same position, gross, obviously it's not gross wages, than another company. I want somebody, give me that answer. I, I would ask you to, and I will listen to you, and I will, I will really love to have that opinion. 
I want to hear what that is because it doesn't make sense. And this is how you guys change the industry. It's not going to come from people like me. It's not going to come from a bunch of my counterparts. They're going to keep doing exactly what they're doing until you guys start saying no. So you guys have all the control. Can we stop talking about money? Because I really didn't want to talk about money in this episode. But there we are talking about money. All right. Let's move into quickly. I want to talk about locations. This is where I think making the most out of travel really takes a turn. And this is where I think, again, I talk a lot about this, but I've said this many times. We live in one of the coolest countries in the world. We have so many different climates, so many different. I mean, every state pretty much has its own feeling to it. I've told you before in episodes, I've been surprised about some states that I went to. Some states not so surprising, but it's you'd be surprised how much you like a state or a location or facility, the people in that state that you didn't think you would enjoy. One of the greatest reasons for making the most out of, out of travel is that you get to see the locations of your choice. If I were to try to tell somebody or be a recruiter and talk somebody into going someplace you know, that they just didn't want to go, that's a mistake. And it happens to you guys all the time. Someone will say, well, I want you to go to this place. Maybe let's say you've never been out of the South and you can't stand the cold weather. For a recruiter to try to talk you into a job in Minnesota, Minneapolis in February, and it happens to all of you all the time, doesn't it? Because you happen to have a, let's say you have a license in, in, in Minnesota, or you're certified or you mentioned something about it. It happens to all of you guys. Oh, well, the, well, the money's great. Let's go here. That is wrong. That is not looking at the locations. That is not making the most out of travel, unless, unless the money part is. But you see what I'm getting at? We have so many great opportunities. And for somebody that, that it is, you know, hey, I'll go there because I want the money, that's exactly what this episode is about. You are in control. I'll say it a bunch of times. But the location aspect of, of what you guys do, I think personally is one of the coolest parts about being a traveler, is that you guys really get to say, what do I want to do next? Do I want to you know, go someplace close to home because it's convenient? I want to be able to see my family or my friends. Do I want to go someplace cool because I've never been there? Do I want to try something completely different that I've, you know, because it's just opposite of what I've done? Do I want to go on something you know, high-paying, it's cold, or do I want to take a break and be you know, someplace that's really nice and has really great calm weather in the middle of winter? All these areas, I mean, literally, you could literally throw a state at me, and I would give you my description of what that state's like, and you guys already know those states. So once again, you guys being in control, it really has a lot to do with this location aspect of it. And that is, yeah, there are some states that have higher needs, especially right now. But consistently over the 22-year career, there are states that just don't have that many needs because they're usually less populated, which means their census in the allied fields that you guys are in, the nursing fields you guys are in, don't fluctuate as much because they have a pretty steady mainstream of the population that's coming into that facility. And they have a pretty good staff that to handle that. Maybe they always struggle and are always behind, or maybe they, you know, have it good, have it made. But as far as I'm saying, the number of opportunities that pop up, there are some states that just don't have nearly as many consistently. So take that into consideration as you guys are thinking about stuff. But there are states that are always have needs, right? So you guys can really again choose what you want to do, and I think that's what's so cool and what's wonderful about it. And what I would recommend on this is. Make the most out of being a traveler. Stop sometimes. And this is, I'm going to say this out loud. Look at the location as strong as many of you look at the money. Maybe not now. Maybe not currently. Maybe right now 
if I was your friend, and I hope I am, I would say chase the money because we don't know how long it's going to last. So go get it while the getting's good, as I always say. But in normal years, normal times, if you guys have the opportunity to compare some assignments and you can afford to take something, really consider the location. Put that every once in a while as a higher priority over the money because I honestly think that it'll extend your career, it'll make you happier, and you, again, will be making the most out of travel by taking some assignments for you because it'll make the most sense to you and where you want to go. The adventure, I wrote that down because I've talked to a lot of travelers recently that travel for different reasons than probably 95% of you guys do, and that is... And here's what, here's what I'll tell you. There's a stereotypical person I'm talking to is usually single, usually, again, I'll put it that way, divorced people, and they've said, heck with it. I'm going to go out and do some things for me. I don't know what it is about our culture, but I think when people have been married and they all of a sudden aren't married anymore, they like, they finally go, you know what, I'm going to do some things for myself. And I got about literally 12 people in mind. You guys all know who you are. I got some adventure seekers out there, and um, a lot of them share stories with me, send me pictures, and it doesn't have to, I'm not talking about necessarily you know climbing a mountain or anything like that. I'm talking about adventure. Whereas I'm going to go someplace. I had a person recently tell me they've never been to New England. They grew up in the the eastern seaboard, so I think Florida, Georgia area. Had been all over the west to chase some stuff out in California, out here where I am right now, and all you know, Rocky Mountains up in you know Idaho and and Montana. Had never been to New England, and I'm talking you know like. Maine and some of those areas, Connecticut. Um, I know people don't consider Maine New England, but it's you know it, it's that whole area, the Pacific, the North Pacific part of our, I'm sorry, North, North Atlantic part of our country. Whew, you can tell it's late, right? Sorry. And so this guy and I were talking. He's like, I just I want to see lighthouses. I want to go all over the place up there. I want to be everywhere from literally up to Martha's Vineyard all the way up to the tip of Maine. Um, that's coastal. And so he did. And he's like, I fell in love with the, you know, the, the northeast part of our country. And I didn't have any idea I would like it because I'm a southern boy. And I'm thinking that's exactly what I'm talking about. I, another friend of mine who I think I'm going to have her on uh, hopefully soon. She and I have been trying to get coordinated. She's been up in Alaska. And, uh, I mean, talk about sharing some adventures with me. And you know who I'm talking about. So Amy and I are going to get on here at some point and, and talk about some of her adventures. I got a lot of people like that, and it's it, to me it feels like there should be more, and it, maybe there are, but for whatever reason, I've attached myself to some really cool people out there that travel for the adventure. And like I said, I mean, John, my friend, he's not he's not traveling to like really crazy wild places. He's traveling because he wanted to go someplace he'd never been, because he's like I've been pretty much everywhere in the country, but that hub, I guess if you guys look at me up in the north, you know, the northeast part of the country, he's like, man, I know, had no idea. I like it. So this is where he wants to end up permanently. He may stop traveling actually, and if he finds the right facility, he said that to me. He's like, you know, I'm making a ton of money right now, and if I can finish and travel and, and find a home hospital that I can finish my career, I'm I'm ready for that. So that's what he's looking for right now. But he's had a hell of a time over like the last four or five years traveling. 10 different states roughly up in that area. And that's what I'm talking about. You took the adventure. I've had a lot of people do Alaska. I mentioned that. I've had a ton of people go to Alaska that went there for maybe for the money. I'm talking years and years ago. Went there for whatever, and they came back and, man, what a gorgeous state. And I ended up you know, spending some money and going to see things. 
all these areas are unique. You can have an adventure in the middle of our country. You know, if you've never, you know, if you've never, you know, been water skiing, if you've never been, you know, whatever. I don't want to get into all the details. If you're not a skier, you want to learn to snowboard. There's lots of places. I don't care if you're talking about from Maine to Michigan to obviously Colorado and, and Utah, California, that all offer things like that. I think a lot of you think about location with regard to climate, let's be frank, and you think about where you want to be, where you want to be comfortable, or maybe if you use that climate as a antithesis of where the money is. So in other words, the, the crappier and the colder the climate is or the hotter it is in the summer, I'll go there and chase money. Fine. Again, no problem there. But remember, there is an adventure aspect. And if you want to make the most out of your travel career, what I, what I want to say a lot of times during this episode, I haven't said it yet, is that when you're done, I want you to have no regrets. Because let me tell you something. For those of us that don't get to travel for a living, when it's over, it's going to be over. Hopefully, you have enough money in your pocket that you'll be able to still continue to travel if you're retired. But as far as once you stop being a traveler, I want you guys to have zero regrets about what you didn't do. And and I've I'm just just to hear that for a minute. Think about that. Is there a place that you want to go that you probably wouldn't go for a three month period? Let's be honest, for a vacation, but you would love to check out that area, you know. And I'm thinking. I mean, again, you guys know I lived in in Times Square literally for almost a year of my life. There's no way I would have done that on my own. I could afford to. I was lucky enough that I got to do that. I'll talk about that in some upcoming episodes, but I got to live literally in Times Square for like 11 and a half months of my life, and what a great experience I had. I don't have any regrets about that. I was newly married, probably the one that felt like the, the worst time period of my life to be doing it, but I started to kind of wrap my head around it. For those people that want to go to Hawaii and actually work, don't go there because you want to play because they won't take you to Hawaii. They want people that are serious and want to work there. If you tell them in an interview that you... You can't wait to get there because you want to check out Hawaii. You're not going to get the job. They are tired of those folks. They want so at least BS them and tell them that you want to go there because you want to, you know, you you want to help and be there. But get to Hawaii if you want to go to Hawaii. Go to go to some places you've never been to. Go to Alaska. Come out here to California. Go to Colorado. I, again, I'm just picking up some of the the more common and I guess generic places in our country where people tend to like to go. But there's so much more in every single state. You'd be surprised. if you. I mean, Montana has so much to offer. It's the most wide-open place, I think, in probably our country. I mean, you can, you can drive for like an hour and a half and not see another person. It's, it's insane. If you like that, that's adventurous to me. Like, you know, Big Sky, go check it out. So think about that aspect of making the most out of, out of your travel career. And think about the adventure aspect. Is there something you want to do that is very regionalize or specific to that area you know do you want to learn how to surf like me i'm not gonna be able to learn how to surf in the middle of colorado unless there's one of those pools and those hurt and it's not good and it's not real anyway and it's not the same thing because it's consistent is there you know do i want to play i want to, learn to pick up play golf do i want to do something is there something that's regionalized that you have to go there to true and that's part of the adventure so think about what it is that you could encapsulate and and get off your list while you're traveling and do it now especially if you can incorporate you know some advantage of taking money and its location and that's what i just want to throw that out there to you guys don't forget about the adventure aspect of being a traveler because i think it's a really important one that so many of you guys okay next time next time i'll i'll do the i'll do the adventure thing for me but right now i gotta go chase money or i i, I can't be in the cold weather i gotta go down here every once in a while i'll say time out what can I do that would be a really cool thing that I could literally make a memory of 
And 20 years from now, 10 years from now, who knows how many years from now, I can say, I did that. And it was really, it would end up being one of my coolest assignments ever. So don't lose sight of that, I guess what I'm saying. I want to talk generically for a minute about just the overall lifestyle. I want to tell you guys how absolutely cool I think you are that you have this opportunity because I've experienced it a little bit myself recently where it's been, um, God, I don't want to say too much at this point because I, I really am going to tell you guys a story of where I'm at, but I have to be really careful because I don't, it's, it's a, I got a really cool story that I want to get you guys in the loop of. And I, I know I've been tickling that, promising that. I'm trying to get these nuts and bolts episodes out of the way, but I do think there's a lot of value. And I hope many of you are following me so you can start to hear a little bit about how it is that you create a company and, and all the pluses and minuses of that. But I have had a good chance over the last year or basically a year to kind of experience what it's like to have a lifestyle that isn't a nine to five. And you guys don't have a nine to five, but you guys have the ability to have this whole cool lifestyle that is, what do you want to do? And it's entirely up to you. Most people, and think about that for a minute, don't, aren't in control of their own career. Is that, is that the best way to explain it? They're so busy trying to keep their job to advance in their job, to you know, to work on their their 401k and their retirement, that they have to put up with things and just do things that are so mundane. I know you guys don't even know that because being working at a, in a hospital or facility in general is all, already a little bit of a change in the business acumen than most of us have to deal with. It's it's not the typical business, right? You guys already know that. Most of you chose it because you didn't want to sit behind a desk. You didn't want to be in a in a corporate environment. And bless your heart and smart, by the way. Incredibly smart for you for doing that. But the lifestyle that you guys have, I'm, I'm not doing a very good job of, of saying this out loud, but you guys really have to appreciate and enjoy and make the most out of the entire lifestyle of being a traveling healthcare professional. From being able, the time you want to take off in between assignments, I got a PACU nurse who's become a good friend of mine. And he's going to head off to Europe. He's done a couple of assignments with me. And he wants to, he's going to go back, maybe, potentially. He's got some options. He's going to go off to Europe for like 20 days. Perfect. He's worked his fanny off for six months in a really rough period of time. And that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to go get some clean head time. Love it. That's exactly the atmosphere I'm talking about, is that you guys are in control of your own lifestyle. And... That's what's so great, and make the most out of it. Every single person who's either watching or listening right now has a different agenda and a different bunch of things that make them happy. What I'm asking you on this one today is don't lose sight of that. And matter of fact, why don't you incorporate that into being a traveler, and you're going to find that your your fun, your enjoyment really elevates. Again, you guys focus so much on some of the mundane aspects of this that I think sometimes you, you lose sight of what makes being a traveler so absolutely wonderful. Not all of you. And so don't take this the wrong way. If you're, if you're not, then great. You, you, you get it. If you have, you just probably forgot for a while, and that's why I'm doing the episode, I guess you could say. All right. I want to jump into the knowledge. This is a piece we're going to have a whole episode about this, but here's one of the wonderful things about making the most about being a traveler is that you're actually going to gain knowledge in your profession in your specialty it's almost impossible you cannot go into a facility whether you're going to a place that is below or beneath you process wise procedure wise you know protocol wise or above you 
you're either going to offer something or you're going to gain something or both. And the one thing that I can say with my heart of hearts, I know the more travel experience you have, the stronger you're almost undoubtedly going to be in your profession. You guys rock it. And for those of you that are thinking about traveling, I'm telling you, I'm sorry, my veteran travelers have a much more rounded experience than you do, but you're going to get there. So don't have no fear. You can be great at what you do, but if you work in the same facility, you've got one set of perspectives. And that's the wonderful thing about becoming a traveler is your career actually and your qualifications and your clinical ability or your diagnostic ability, you name it, all start to go through the roof. And that's a wonderful part about making the most about being a traveler is you're going to go to a facility that hopefully, hopefully will listen to you and you will take some advice. And again, you got to be so careful with that. Go back and listen to some of our episodes with some of our friends that were guests with me very early on. They may not. Don't be offended by that. It's just the way businesses work, right? And that's when you're jumping up and butting your heads up against the business aspect of it. You're a traveler. They're not. So I get it. But if you can take something away from that facility, like there's going to be something. Like I say, with every episode, hopefully I say something like I never thought of that. Every assignment you have, there's going to be things that you're going to learn, whether it's the School of Hard Knocks or something you're like, wow, I just learned a really, you know, a shortcut or a fast track or some trick that I didn't realize. There's got to be something that you wouldn't have learned if you were at that same unit for 20 years, right? I mean, it's the only person you're going to learn is somebody brand new coming to that unit. So there is a wonderful aspect, and your travel career is actually going to increase by being a traveler, if that makes any kind of sense at all. There's a wonderful aspect of making the most of your career by becoming better at what you do. As time goes by, if you're not feeling more and more confident because you're a traveler, something's not right, in my opinion. You're not taking the right assignment. Or you're not looking for the opportunities that present themselves to you every day. You're not you're retaining those and taking them with you for better patient care and better fulfillment in your next assignment and down the road. So there you have it. All right, let's talk about career for a little while because the career itself kind of goes along with the knowledge. But as you move into different assignments, one of the things I want to I want to tell you is that there are assignments that you can choose that are teaching facilities that have notoriety, and you can go off to some of those places. And I I think that it's a good idea to consider some of those. There are hospitals that have phenomenal reputations with them that are actually resume builders, and you can say, I don't like those, I don't like teaching hospitals, I understand all that, but every once in a while what I would suggest is go to them. It's gonna first of all it's gonna make you be at the top of that pile potentially for any new assignments. When you've gone and worked at and I won't mention their names because I I just not going to, but you guys know that facility I'm talking about. There's a whole bunch of them. But if you have that in your resume that I did a travel assignment there or a one or two or a six month assignment there, that is going to open the doors to a lot of places that are going like, ooh, ooh, I want that person here. For a manager that's not intimidated by that, most of them aren't. They want that experience. Don't shy away from that. I, again, I'm not a traveler. It's easy for me to sit here and tell you not to do that. If you just really can't stand working at facilities like that or you've, you've had bad experience, I understand. But what I'm trying to get is that it really will advance your travel career. It'll open up more doors for you, and you will get further and further up into the top of that pile of all those resumes of people that want that same job that you do. So your actual career itself is is going to take off. Which really kind of brings me to the, one of the final things I really want to say about today's episode, and that is that, like I said earlier, I don't want you guys to have any regrets about this. This is your career. All the things we've been talking about in this episode and making the most of it really make it so that you don't have any regrets. Some of you have told me, listen, I've had a bunch of people recently say, I'm done. 
I've had the greatest year, year and a half of my career. I'm, I've made a ton of money. Maybe I'm burnt out. Maybe I'm not, but I'm done. And hats off to you guys. And for those of you that aren't done, it's a good thing. Less competition, more demand, less supply, right? You guys know I'm always going back to previous episodes. It's a wonderful thing that people are able to actually say, I'm done, I have no regrets, and I got, I'm getting out of being a traveler, whether they're going to retire permanently, which usually is what most people do, because it's hard to go back to facility, I get it. Or they're going to go back and, and have a twilight career at their local facility because they, they feel like they've done what they wanted to do. The idea is to not have any regrets, and that's what today's episode really is about. And I hope I did it justice. I, I feel like I talked around a lot of things, but what I'm really getting at in this episode is please make the most of, out of being a traveler. Make the most out of your travel career. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to take every advantage that this wonderful career choice, in my humble opinion, has presented for you? And again, I feel like between you know, why do you know becoming a traveler and this, I'm not trying to sell you guys on being a traveler. I'm just saying if you're going to do it, do it. Do it full throttle. For those of you that have listened to anything I've done over the last few years, you guys know that I'm kind of not really a 50% kind of person. It's either all or nothing with me. And it's worked for me. And I, I just don't think believe in doing things half-baked. I, I'm trying to clean that up a little bit because I was going to use a different phrase, but I'm, I don't want to have the parental guidance on our episodes like I had in previous things I've done when I let it all hang out. I'm trying to be a little more professional even though I'm in a t-shirt here, but it's that that's the general idea. No regrets and just don't do things, you know, kind of do it. Do it all the way and if you're going to be a traveler, man, I'm telling you, I, I want you guys to do it because I think you're more valuable to the industry. I think those of you that do it fully, that understand every aspect, that get this industry, that have said, I'm going to take my career to a whole new level, I'm going to evolve my travel game, you guys really understand what this whole thing is about. Don't have any regrets. I don't. I'm going to share a little bit of background with me here. Like I said, I would do sometimes on some episodes. I come from an advertising background. That's my degree. I have a bachelor's in advertising. And I got into the advertising world. And um, I'm a salesperson, guys. When I talk about recruiters and I talk about our industry, I talk about it from a sales standpoint because that is what's being done throughout the history of our industry and it's being done right now and I don't mind that it's a salesperson industry. I just don't like the fact that people try to hide that it is. Just come around and say it. I want you to work for me because I make money off of it and if I do a good job, you'll stay with me. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with being honest as a recruiter and saying, if I keep you happy and make you happy, you stay with me and I make money off of, off of from, the, from my company, pays me money to keep you happy. Is there anything really wrong with that? I mean, you guys wouldn't be upset about that. I wouldn't be upset about that. Especially the part about making me happy and keeping me happy. What I would be upset about is I actually have to sometimes convince you to stay with me even though I don't offer you as much as the next company. That part I don't care for, and I never have. Um, in advertising, <laughs> you're, you know, you're, it, is a, it is an industry that you're hoping to produce for somebody, but you need the money first, and you have very little control. You have some good knowledge. But the idea is that you're getting a budget and you're saying, I'm going to spend your money in this different type of media, whether it's TV, newspaper, print, radio, you name it, obviously social media nowadays, and we're going to generate business to your business or your company or your restaurant or your bar or your magazine, you name it. And the idea is that you got to tell, talk about something where I don't know of many other sales jobs that are as difficult as what I came from. And I'm telling you guys that because I want you to understand 
I was pretty good at it. I really was. Um, I landed an account when I was like 21 years old, right out of college, that was the number one account in an ad agency. I'm not bragging, but I'm telling you, I, I, it didn't look like I could shave. I used to wear a suit in Florida because I looked so young that if I didn't walk into a suit, I, I knew I got zero respect. So I'm 21 years old and I'm walking around in suits and people are like, what is the IRS here? Who are you and what is going on? But it allowed me at least to have a conversation with people and I felt it gave me not an advantage, but it got me back maybe up to the playing field. And I landed an account that brought in $150,000 of revenue, a budget, so not revenue, but a budget a month. And it was the biggest account this agency had ever had. I did it when I was 21 years old. And I did it because I convinced owner of a number of, of uh, establishments in Florida, in this town I lived in, to take his budget from a company that seemed to be kind of main, you know, just kind of maintaining it. And I said, let's, let's really drive some revenue. And it happened to be that his, his target was um, the naval base, and it was a lot of the military guys down there, and I recognized that. And I was just either dumb enough or had the guts enough to, to go for it. And so after about three martinis with this guy, he signed over and, and agreed to go with me, and I brought back my little pretty new pony to the owner of this agency, and he couldn't believe it. What I'm saying that for is not to tell you how great of a salesman I am, but I am kind of telling you that I was good at it because I think that understanding sales as well as I do and seeing the part about our industry that I don't like about that, it kind of comes together. I never, ever, ever in 100,000 years thought that I would be a CEO of multiple traveling companies for healthcare professionals. It wasn't in my, in my cards. But with my background, the reason I'm telling you guys that is not to sit there and talk about, wow, Mark's a great salesman. No, I'm telling you guys I was good because I want you guys to understand when I talk about things like the sales aspect of our industry that drive me nuts, I'm coming from a lot of experience that most of you guys don't have. Not a lot, a ton of experience that most of you guys don't have. I've been in this industry for, for 20 years. And I've always been in sales in this industry. And before that, I was really into sales. So when people start talking about and getting offended when, when I say things like a recruiter is a salesperson, I don't care if they're offended because they are. It's just our industry, it's, it's hidden. When, you're a, when you, you know, are a copier salesman, it's obvious. I walk in, when you're a pharmaceutical salesperson, you walk in a doctor's office, it's obvious what you do. No one complains. But in our industry, for whatever reason, people try to pretend, and they do a good job at it, man. Talk about a sales job. They do a good job of telling you guys that they are not salespeople. And you guys believe that. Go on social media right now. Go on to your favorite Facebook group and look down and, and do a search and you'll see something about how great and what a wonderful friend my recruiter is. Now, I think recruiters do do a really good job in some cases. They do bail people out and they do help people a lot. But those are kind of rare. Mostly in our industry, what it is is, and I'm hearing this more and more lately, that I'm, I'm, bringing, I'm doing all the work for my recruiter. I mean, today I was talking to a gal who is from Canada and She's like, I'm just getting tired of it. I said, you know why you're not getting a lot of attention? Because you're difficult. You have a little bit of a wrinkle that is harder for your recruiter because, yes, you're here for three years on a visa, but they have to work a little bit harder. You know what? There's 10 other people out there that you don't have to work as hard for. So you, unfortunately, are pushed down. That's the ugly truth about our industry. If somebody has an issue, if somebody doesn't have as many, if they're not compact state licensed or they're not as open as where they want to go, you guys know I'm not lying. You're the effort that's put into you is less and less. If you are in a non-compact, let's say you live in a, a non-compact state and you only want to go to that state. 
look at the attention you get. Or what if you're what if you have four years of experience? Those of you that have that, how much attention you get from a recruiter? Less and less. It's unfortunate. It's sad. It's just the way our industry is. So, I want to tell you guys that I came from a background of sales. So when I talk about things that are sales related in our industry, I, I'm coming from a point where I, I know what I'm talking about. It's not just hearsay. I I made a living off of selling people ethically but it's just i mean it's just it was just what it was now all of a sudden i went into an industry 22 years ago where there was still salesmanship going on but somehow you had to like not pretend that there wasn't money involved you guys all know recruiters make money they all know that you guys make money and their job is to sell you on a position and hopefully take it as low as they can so they can make as much the company can make as much but you'll still take the job it's a wild industry, and it's one of the reasons why I am doing what I'm doing. It's one of the reasons why I created my company, because I think I've always felt this way, and for those of you that have been following me for any length of time know that I think there is enough money for travelers to make more and agencies to make less, and everybody still wins. But that's just my weird, crazy philosophy. And we're going to get into that a little bit more next time. But wow, if I don't get off that subject, I'm going to go too far. <laughs> I already know I will. But I do have a good schedule. I have a plan for this. So um, we're going to talk a lot about what got me to where I'm at and why I'm doing what I'm doing and all that fun stuff. But I want to give you guys a history without sounding like I'm talking about me as much. But I really did want you guys to know that when I talk about sales, I am talking about an area that I have spent my entire career in. And make no mistake, I'm still in it now. As a CEO of a company, I'm still selling people to go to work for me because I want them to work for me over every other company out there that has the same job. That's just that's just the way it is. And for me to tell you differently would be false. That is what my agenda is, and everyone out there who is my counterpart listen to me, their agenda is to take people away from me and put them in their company. It's just the way it is. There's a finite number of travelers. We all want you. We all want you to want to work for our company over our, com- our competitors. And how we do that is where the difference comes, whether we, you know, throw things at you, we pay you more money, we ought, we go out and get more contracts, there's more opportunity, we hire better recruiters so that they represent us better. All those things are all at what's at play for the exact same thing, and that is to get you to come to work for us and not to work for our competitors. So I'm included in that. So when I talk about sales and I talk about recruiting and I talk about the things that kind of drive me a little nuts in our industry, it's coming from a lot of experience. I just want you guys to understand that, and I'm not, I'm not hiding that. I'm not hiding the fact that that's the way it is. So that's our industry, guys. It, it is what it is. You guys are the commodity that we're all seeking and going after. And um, hopefully Travel Evolved gets your guard up a little bit so you can navigate those sales pitches to be what's best for you so you can make the most out of your travel career. So, guys, as always, I can't thank you enough. I hope this one was good. I had really good intentions for this, and I, I, I think that we covered exactly what I wanted to. I want to give you a little bit of a, I guess, kind of a break and, and a regrouping let's focus on all the things we talked about up to now so as always guys i appreciate it and i will catch you next time on travel evolved